there are two vacations, two trips in existence in my life that I have always said and always will say are the ideal trips, are the ideal vacations. And sure, I love going to Disney and I love going to Universal Studios with family and with friends and those are irreplaceable, unforgettable memories and they are so invaluable to me. They are priceless. But there are two stops and there are two places in the world that in existence that are unlike anything else and can't be compared to each other or to anything else. Vegas and going on a cruise. Two, I, they're unbelievable. And there's nothing else in this, wor- in this world or existence that are ever like either one of them. They both are brilliant and expert at pulling you out of whatever life you're in or whatever thing bugs you or whatever fantasy you want to be put into. And I could talk ad nauseum about Vegas and tell everyone why it's such a beautiful and amazing place to be, an amazing place to go. But there's a, I've, I haven't talked a lot about cruises and tell many people as to why I'm such so gung-ho and why I love cruising so much. Now, far be it for me, I'm not an expert on anything. I'm well knowledgeable and well versed on a lot of things, but an expert if none. And I will freely say, if you want experts, if you want to go to the people who know their stuff and the authorities in the matter, then listen to my favorite podcast, the best podcast out there, Fantastic Cruising. And Matt and Kimbra know their stuff, and they are the authorities. And if you ever want to take a cruise and you need a travel agent, give Kimbra a call. Give Kimbra a write-up, send her an email at fantastictravel at gmail.com. And I'm going to recommend that. I'm going to re- recommend her and recommend that to everyone. That should you need a cruise or should you want to look for to look for going to a cruise, use Kimber as your travel agent. Let her know. Uh, the, but I've always gotten to thinking, what are the interesting stories? Like, I love cruises. What are some interesting things that either I may not know, I know, or just, just some cool things that I'd want to pass along? So I started to look up and come up with some ideas through my research and through referencing other articles and looking up at other articles, what these interesting stories would be like. What are they? And a lot of these is coming from loveexploring.com, my notes. Uh, a lot of it is coming from Wikipedia, from Google, from other things, and I'm giving them credit, hark back to them and letting me use their note, taking notes from them, and letting me refer to them. So a lot of this is going to come from them, a lot of interesting stories. While with amenities at your fingertips and food and entertainment around the clock, it's not hard to see the appeal of a cruise. But sometimes, when cabin fever sets in, it can make for some peculiar incidences on board. From passenger mutinies to disappearances and crimes to fires, we take you through the most unexpected events to have ever occurred on the high seas. And a lot of that, by we, I mean from the love exploring. I wrote down, I wrote down that story and then I didn't know, then I wrote love exploring dot, 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 and I didn't write the dot com or the dot net so that I knew what to refer it back to. But I saw love exploring and I figured, okay, let's go back to them. In August 2018, on the Norwegian star was making its way from Croatia to Venice when, a f- when 46-year-old Kay Longstaff fell from the seventh deck of the ship 
tumbling into the sea just after midnight, 60 miles off the Croatian coast. Friends raised the alarm, but despite the ship doubling back, Longstaff was in the water, luckily a balmy 20 degrees centigrade or 68 Fahrenheit, for 10 hours before being rescued by the Croatian Coast Guard. It's believed she used her yoga practice and singing to herself to avoid feeling cold. Yeah, and that area be freezing cold. <laughs> Sadly, when people fall overboard, there isn't always such a happy ending. In May 2016, Samantha Broberg went missing from the Carnival Liberty while it sailed through the Gulf of Mexico. CCTV footage showed her climbing onto the railings and falling backwards, but there has been no trace of her since. Interesting, interesting. Make sure eyes perk out and your the little hair in the back of your neck and your arm just stick bolt upright. Very, very interesting stories. Marion Lynn Carver boarded, boarded Celebrity Cruises Mercury in August 2004, but when she went missing on the second night of the cruise, nobody reported her disappearance. Marion's clothes were still on board at the end of the cruise, and her cabin was apparently unused. There have been no answers about what happened to her since. For two women on board a cruise, she aboard a cruise from Canada to Australia in 2016, with a haul of cocaine worth 12 million pounds, 16 million U.S. dollars, their cruise turned out to be a relaxing pre-prison getaway. By the time the pair were caught, they had visited 11 countries all while Instagramming their adventures. Now, how remarkably stupid is that? Instagramming your adventures while you smuggled cocaine and stole this. You're basically telling the authorities, plus the, the security and people on board, you're telling, this is, you're telling them, this is what we did, this is how much, we, how much we stole, and this is where we are, come get us. You know, like, catch me if you can, but you weren't saying catch me if you can, we're trying to get away, but we're not going to go anywhere because we're right here. Come get us. That's it's it's hard to figure think how that how they could imagine they could ever get away with something that like that. By the time their pair were caught, they had visited eleven countries. However, Australian police had been tracking them for see, Australian police had been tracking them for a while and were waiting to arrest them when the ship docked in Sydney. Duh! I mean, you're telling the authorities. This is what we did. This is how badly we are. How bad we are, and this is what we stole. Come get us. We can't go anywhere. You'll have perfect. Well, you'll have a perfect way to trap us and get us. Staying with crimes at sea, one cruise ship heading to Melbourne had to make an emergency stop at the New South Wales after a huge family brawl broke out. The fight had apparently been brewing for days, and as many as 30 people were involved, all believed to be part of the same family. I'm sorry, I don't mean to be, I don't mean to chuckle, but it just strikes me as so weird and so, what are you doing? It's kind of funny. Even if you're really close to land, we certainly don't recommend jumping off a cruise ship. We certainly don't, I, I certainly don't recommend jumping off anything, especially in a cruise ship. Like, what makes anyone think that they could do that? Again, the we is part of this, the we I keep saying is part of the loveexploring.com site. So when I say we, that's that's kind of what 
that's kind of what I mean. One male, one man pulled this stunt from a carnival cruise ship just off Grand Turk Island in the Caribbean. After swimming to shore, police were waiting for him. They took him back to the boat. They took him back to the boat, which took him back to the boat where he was ordered to disembark, ending his holiday. In 2016, a teenager decided to climb over the railings of the 110,000-ton cruise, cruise liner Carnival Liberty off the coast of Texas while his friends filmed the stunt. I'm sorry, this is just making me laugh. Making me laugh in the sense, like, why, why? Like, duh, why? The children later posted the clip of the foolish act on YouTube with the caption, Let's get this viral. And let's get arrested. Life at sea can be unpredictable, and sometimes the weather takes a turn for the worse, which is exactly what happened to the, on the Norwegian breakaway on on New Year's New Year's Eve 2017. Sailing from to New York New York to the Bahamas, the ship encountered a bomb cyclone, leaving passengers terrified and with severe seasickness, and the boat's decks covered in snow. Some of these, some of these stories, kind of, oh, are, are kind of, kind of wander off into. This is not only weird and kind of absurd and kind of funny, but a, a lot of it's kind of like, this is actually a story. A lot, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see what the, uh, the, the Norwegian, the Norwegian breakaway, a little bit more on the Norwegian breakaway. Now this, I have to go to CBS News to get some little um, information. Yeah, infamous. But more information on the story. So much for our angry uh, angry passengers on Norwegian cruise line ship. The breakaway... The breakaway said last week they dealt with extreme conditions as their boat sailed right through Thursday's winter storm. Now Now with CBS... And this is all back in... Back in 2018 when... The, when the storm happened, or when the incidents happened, and a lot of the a lot of the the story there is kind of kind of vague. It doesn't give details, and it's kind of jumbled up. So I won't refer to it any more than that because you can kind of get you can kind of get a little a little not seasick. You can kind of get a little lost. So apologies. Seasickness. Speaking of seasickness, Royal Caribbean passengers had a horrible time when hundreds of them fell ill in 2017. Bugs and sickness aren't common. Bugs and sickness aren't uncommon on cruise ships and germs can spread quickly, but it was unusual in this case because the illness was across two different ships within a few weeks of each other. Now, just like several podcasts have said, just like Matt and Kimura have said, don't use the sickness as a way to dissuade you from going on a cruise ship. Don't think, oh, hey, I don't want to cruise because it's a festering cesspool of disease. Well, no, it's not. I have been on several cruises in my lifetime, and I have never gotten sick. And I don't know anyone who has. So, while you, while you can get, you can get just as sick on a cruise ship as you can, as you can get walking out your front door. It's, it's kind of like, are you using it? Are you making a legitimate excuse? Or are you just making an excuse to try and get out of doing something? And it sounds to me kind of like you're just trying to make an excuse to get out of doing something. 
So having a cruise ship being a festering cesspool of disease is not a is not a reason not to go on a cruise ship. It's just it doesn't occur to me to be to be to make any sense. It doesn't make any kind of sense at all. Because like I said, I've been on several cruises. I've never gotten sick, nor do I know anyone who has. And you have to think like what several people have pointed out, people who the cleaning the cleaning of the casinos in Vegas. And when the ships come back, when cruising comes back and comes back online, what people don't realize is those ships are going to be so clean, you could probably see yourself in the railing. Or you could probably see your own reflection in a solid wood doorway. They're going to be so clean, everything is going to be like a mirror. And you could probably smell the antiseptic. It's probably going to be one of... It's going to be the cleanest place in the entire world. So... Why wouldn't you go on a cruise? You're going to be so healthy. It's going to be so healthy and so clean. They're going to go to extreme measures to keep it clean. That having a reason not to go is just—it's garbage. I don't—I don't get it. I don't understand it. There's a lot of there's a lot of things about malfunctioning toilets, rocky boardings. There's a lot of flooded cabins, lightning strikes. A lot of it. A lot of it is just people over overworking or overthinking about things and being concerned with or being concerned with with reasons not to go and I think that sometimes when people who look for reasons not to go they kind of look for an excuse another thing that I found is from Cave Art Press there's a woman who wrote an article named Lisa and gave her give her a little shots out for this article and when you say I, I is referring to Lisa. When I say I is referring to Lisa. So my notes touch on her article as well and her and her stories as well. When I was a twenty when I was when I was twenty and a third year undergraduate in geology, I put my name on a list in the department office for students interested working interested in working as interns in the nearby USGS office. USGS means United States Geological Survey. In February, I got a call asking if I'd be interested in working as a technical watch stander on a geographical cruise in the Gulf of Alaska. The cruise started in March, so I had so I had to take a leave of absence from the university that she was in. She was putting herself through school, and six months of good income seemed like a wise choice, so she accepted it. The geophysical cruises were designed to support the opening of federal waters on Alaska's continental shelf to oil leasing in the area. The risk of geotechnical hazards such as slumping such as slumping is high since the region is characterized by both great seismic activity and the rapid deposit deposition of clay and clay rich sediment. The USGS was charged with mapping underwater hazards that might make some areas in the Gulf of Alaska's continental shelf unsuitable for development. Their cruises also mapped the offshore extension of onshore fault scarps resulting from the great 1964 Prince William Sound earthquake. Everyone knows marine marine, marine mariners are superstitious folk. Her guess is that it is partly an acknowledgement of the sea's great power. Successful boating requires our preparation, skill, and attention. 
but it also requires luck, and such endeavors are fertile grounds for superstition. One commercial superstition is a general reluctance to rename to rename is a general reluctance to rename a ship once it has been entered into Neptune's rolls. As an empiristic and scientist, Lisa is reluctant to think of any to think of any of this matters. Renaming I've heard of countless ships and sorry going off the course there. I've heard countless ships being being renamed or being being recalculated or reissued. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I think some of the oldest as far as I can remember, one of the oldest cruise lines that are still in existence, as far as I know, maybe Cunard. Maybe Cunard. Now it's under a different umbrella now. But Cunard is still in existence. And it may be one of the oldest cruise lines that I know of. And like I said, please correct me if I'm wrong. But one of the Cunard was around before in the eighteen hundreds. Probably before that. I know it goes back that far at least, maybe into the mid mid eighteen hundreds. But I know Cunard back from being a competitor to the White Star Line to the Titanic, the Olympic, and the Britannic. Quick question, quick trivia question for everyone. Of the White Star Line's notable and what they what they became noted for, of the White Star Line's dominant ships, what their signature ships, how many of them, how many of them encountered sailings without, how many of them encountered sailings safe sailings and the answer is none all the sisters all white star signatures ships encountered disasters on sailing the olympic the titanic and the britannic everyone knows that well everyone knows titanic titanic sank so did the britannic uh the olympic didn't sink it sideswiped i believe the hawk i believe it's the uss hawk it sideswiped the USS Hawk and it got hull damage. So none of the White Star Line's signature ships um, had a safe sailing. Now, they created their signature ships were created to compete with Cunard. Cunard had been known at the time for having some of the fastest ships in the North Atlantic, in the North Atlantic to make the crossing. And they wanted to compete with Cunard. And they had learned and they had come up with and learned that they weren't, they might not be able to compete with, with Cunard. They might not be able to do anything to compete with Cunard. But they could rival and beat Cunard in opulence, in, in extravagance and beauty and beyond grace and beyond everything. So that's what they tried to do. They tried to make... They, they didn't head out to try and make a ship that was fast. They tried to make a ship that was grandiose and more glorious beyond anything anyone had ever seen. So they came up with the Olympic, the Titanic, and the Britannic. Now, the, 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 the name is the label for the ships... The Olympic and the Titanic were RMS, which means Royal uh, Royal Merchant Ship, and 
the Britannic was going to be an RMS before it was re- before it was recommissioned and reissued for the war, and that became HMHS, Her Majesty's Hospital Ship, and so they created these three ships to rival no other to rival any other ship that had that had ever been created at the time in elegance in extravagance in in treating people its passengers beyond what anyone had ever seen at the time and there have been several cases and several stories the world over known by what what had come what had happened on the ship there was there was uh, there that a lot of the things now I, I've studied a lot and I know a lot about the Titanic and I studied the Titanic a lot so I know a lot about it and some of the I'm going back to going back to Vegas here hearkening back to Vegas here the Titanic the exhibit at the Luxor in Vegas and if you see if you ever get a chance to see it again when it travels the the traveling exhibit is amazing it shows you artifacts that were brought up from the ship wine bottles and plates it's in one of the exhibits you see a wine bottle and the wine you're looking at that's wine i mean after this many years probably not wine anymore but the liquid or the wine in it is over a hundred years old and you can imagine the price tag that something like that would go for and just what it would what it would go for and then add on the fact of what it was on a hundred plus year old wine was on the Titanic that would jack the price up through the the six digit roof and you can imagine just the amazing thing of just seeing this in the exhibit seeing this bottle of wine with your own eyes right in front of you and seeing the wine the bottle of wine wasn't even it wasn't full so it had been poured it had been used and you're looking at this wine bottle and you're saying this bottle the last time this bottle saw a glass was on the most famous ship to ever set sit to ever set sail in the ocean and it's just it floors you for anyone who cruises for anyone who loves the Titanic and any of their stories it just floors you it's just unbelievable and then you go through the exhibit and you go get to the end of the exhibit and you see a chunk uh, it's been restored so it could, so that you can 100 plus years later it can actually be displayed but you see a chunk of the ship they cut off a chunk of the ship and they 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 are touring it and they cut off a chunk of the ship and they're putting it in and you can walk around it you can't get up to it you can't get around right on top of it and walk and touch it but you can walk around it and they cut off a so they have this hunk of the ship the ship in the in the gallery and this huge chunk of the ship and it's the ship the thing that is standing right there you're not you're not looking at a replica you're not looking at something that resembles something else 
this is the actual thing. You're looking, you can't see the, we can't see the whole ship anymore. But you're looking at something that was on the side of the Titanic that sailed. This is the ship. This is the part of it. And you, and if, if you're like me, sorry, getting off course here. If you're like me, the wonder and amazement that you gaze up through that. You just walk around and you go, what did this thing see? What life did this, did this ship see? Who was on the other side of this porthole wall? Was this a bedroom, a cabin? Was this a smoking room, a sitting room? Was this someone's bedroom or their living room or their family room? What was this? And what life lied on the other side of this window? What? You just imagine that you're standing there hundreds of years, a hundred, hundred plus years after it happened. You're standing there and you're almost, you're in the same presence as the life that occurred in 1912. And you're, it's like, you're not, like I said, you're not touching a replica. You're touching history. You're touching the actual thing. And it's just, it's, it's impressive. It's just beyond, it floors you. And, and this is, again, this may be just me, but it completely levels you and totally floors you and totally knocks you on your butt. It's, it's incredible. And a lot of the times when you go into the exhibit, what you get is you get a card that tells you the name of a passenger on the ship. And then you get to go through the ship and find out whether they survived and how they survived. And you can, if you look it up online, which is what I did, you get to see a little bit more of their story. And sorry, yawning. You find a little bit more of their story. It's just, it's just amazing. It's just beyond incredible. It's great, and you. Just, you just the things you learn and the things you find out and the world of cruising is the world of cruising is beyond incredible it's beyond unbelievable and it there's there's nothing there's nothing that that would make that would dissuade me from from going on a cruise they're they're incredible now I've, I've seen a lot of cases of group cruises, and you, hold on, going, going, I'm going to go, hang with me, but I'm going to sidetrack a second, go back a second, the, 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 you're with family, you look out the views, you can look out over the ocean for miles and miles and miles, you can see, the views are incredible. I've heard stories of group cruises and I want to, I'd like to go on a group cruise. I'd like to go with, go on a fantastic group cruise, go on a group cruise with my family, with a bunch of my friends. It'd just be incredible. And I love cruising so much. And one of the cool things is that if you can go in November or you can go in March of next year, you can or April of next year. My I have family in the Tampa area. 
makes it easy and makes it convenient for me. So it's just, I it's just, I love cruising. It's just so cool. And sure, people, I've heard a lot of common complaints and common people ask, well, does, don't you get dizzy or don't you get tipsy? Tipsy maybe from drinking, but you don't get dizzy from from the, the ship. On, on, you're on the waves. You're rocking the ship, rocking to the side. You don't get dizzy from that. You get you either get used to it so that your body doesn't feel it anymore, or if that kind of thing may if that kind of thing bugs you at all, take Dramamine. Or and it, it helps you get over it. It helps you deal with it. And the life and the things you you can experience at sea are just so incredible. Just so awesome. You can't experience them anywhere else. And I know casinos exist Vegas. Atlantic City. Casinos exist all over the place. But a casino on a cruise ship is something else. You can see on Royal Caribbean, you can see the Aqua Shows and the Aqua Theater. That you can't see anywhere else in the world. Or maybe at Disney or Universal, you can see an Aqua Show. But it's not like the Aqua Show on Royal Caribbean. There's something special about it. On, on Oasis-class ships on Royal Caribbean, there's a Central Park. And yes, there's a central park in New York City. There's central parks at other places. But the central park on a cruise ship is something different. There's just something special about doing something on a cruise ship that you can't do elsewhere. Or that because you can do el- you can do it elsewhere, because you can do it on a cruise ship, makes it more special. Makes it more brings it home more, makes it mean more. There's just it's hard to to enunciate and to express to some people and to everyone just how awesome and just how incredible a cruise ship is and so it's it's just wonderful so thank you all for letting me for letting me go on here and for letting me ramble and letting me and just seeing with just seeing with talk letting me talk about my passion for cruising and how much i love it so thank you all so much stick around for a little bit more on the end here a little bit extra so stick around a little bit more Thank you all for listening. Hey, guys. Check out the best cruising podcast and YouTube channel for everything cruising needed, everything cruising enjoyed, everything you love about cruising. They're experts. They know their stuff. And they're beyond awesome. You'll love the podcast. You'll love their YouTube channel. They're the best cruising podcast out there. Check out Fantastic Cruising on the podcast, on your favorite podcast devices and favorite podcast programs. And also check out Fantastic Studios on YouTube. They are beyond great. Give Matt and Kimbra a follow. Give them a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and every other podcast you choose. They are beyond awesome, and you won't be disappointed. You won't be upset in any way, shape, or form. Want to go to Vegas? Visit the best places all around the Strip and all around downtown, all around the surrounding areas? Check out the best vlogs for Vegas anywhere on YouTube at Brar Frederick over on YouTube, B-R-O-R, 
Frederick, F-R-E-D-R-I-K, over on YouTube. Go over to Brar Frederick. Subscribe to his channel. Click that bell icon. Click that. Hit those those like those like up thumbs. Give give Brar a follow. Give Brar a look. You'll really love what you're seeing. He's an awesome streamer, the best Vegas streamer, and the best thing to watch while you're in Vegas before you go to Vegas, just to experience Vegas as a whole. Please join me in supporting and giving to the Pride Foundation and the Trevor Project. When you donate to the Pride Foundation, you join thousands of supporters building a better, safer, more equitable world for LGBTQIA people and their families. Every gift, whether $1 or $1,000, makes an impact for real people and ripples outward into our communities. There are many different ways to join and help the fight. Also go on to their websites for the Pride Foundation and the Trevor Project and donate and help in any way possible. The Trevor Project offers support and help for LGBTQIA youth all over the country and all over the world. Please show them some love and give them some support. Mm -hmm.